brought to you by the Every Dollar app. Start budgeting for free today. Today's question comes from Rachel in Missouri. She says, I've been listening to you for over 20 years, and I'm so grateful for your financial principles. My family is close to paying off our mortgage, and then we are completely debt free. Will you please give perspective on our world events? Talking about the Israel at war, etc. What's the best advice to prepare financially for our own home? and how to invest with so much turmoil? This is an interesting question. Dave, I'll give my uh, two cents on this. I'd love to hear your side of this. Um, Rachel, things like this, whenever there's calamity, whenever there's uncertainty in the world, I think about COVID and all those things, uh, I really go quickly to controlling what I can control. And in this case, like you said, you're close to paying off your mortgage, you're close to being completely debt-free, do those things that you know to do and continue walking down that path. And um, and then for me, I just also have to accept, it's like in one hand, I control the things that I can control. And then on the other hand, I have to accept the things that I can't control. And one thing that I have found that helps me accept the things I can't control is I tend to want to lean into generosity a little bit. And then there's kind of just like, okay, I can't, Go overseas and I may not be the one that can save people, but I can be generous in my community. There's things that I can still do. So that's the way that I would approach that. Um, and that are those are the two things that have given me peace uh, in times like these. What about you, Dave? No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, control the controllables. I mean, when we were in the Fauci pandemic, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. Um you know, it was we'd never been in a Fauci pandemic before. You didn't know what to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, you just kind of got to get in there and wind your way through. That one actually showed up in Missouri. I don't think Hamas is going to show up in Missouri. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, might be wrong. I mean, sure as I say that, it'll be tomorrow. But I, I don't think so. I think yeah, you're. I, I think, think you're probably okay. But then the question is, what does world? What do global events do to your investments? Well, if you're invested in the stock market, for instance, in your 401k, sometimes global events temporarily affect that. Uh, a, a scare in the Ukraine, a scare um, in, in Israel, a war in Israel, a war in the Ukraine uh, can affect the uh, stock market, usually fairly temporarily. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly an event in the homeland, an event in the United States proper would affect the stock market. But even 911, when the towers were uh, attacked by those cowards um, and the, they, you know, they, they fell, and they, they fell, if you don't know, literally within blocks of Wall Street. The actual New York Stock Exchange is right there. Okay. You couldn't get to it for a day or two because of the rubble. And so, but also we traditionally shut down the stock market exchange, the New York Stock Exchange. And for that matter, the, uh, the NASDAQ, which is in Chicago, will shut down trading during, during horrible events like an attack on mm-hmm. American soil. Uh, we shut it down. Well, it, so it shut down. The, the 911 was on a Tuesday. Stock market didn't reopen until Monday. And as soon as it reopened, you know what it did? It dove 500 points in a matter of moments. You know what it did? And then it went down like for a week. Mm-hmm. It just kept going down. And everybody's like, oh, they, they, they've, they've, cra- they've crashed the towers and they crashed the American economy. Mm-hmm. No, not even close. I kept telling people, look, buy, buy, buy. It's mm-hmm. time to buy. It's going down. Buy. It's on sale. Buy. 
don't want to take advantage of a calamity. That's not the point. But the market's going down. This is not the time to sell. It's the time to buy. Mm-hmm. Because 54 days later, it returned to where it was. Which nobody talked about. And never made a single news headline. But the news headline, big, bold across the front page of the the you know the, the local uh, liberal pamphlet we have that's called a newspaper. And um, <laughs> big, bold... Big, bold letter, stock market crashes following terrorist attack. You know how much coverage they gave it when 54 days later it completely returned? Zero. Not one mention, not one anywhere. Even CNBC, which is supposed to report on business, didn't report it. Even Fox Business didn't report it because Fox Business was not in existence then. So there. And, you know, but there you go. That's that's how this world event things work. So what you do is you keep buying. So Dave, you All the say time. you just keep buying the rest of your life. You keep buying until it's time for you to sell. You do not buy or sell based on world events because they always have a temporary impact. So we always say here that when you're investing, you're spreading it over four types, right? Growth, growth and income, aggressive growth, international. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've heard you say international is kind of like the wild child, right? No, it's the weak spot. That's the weak spot. Yeah. And that is because those economies have not done as well. Right. And we know that yeah, overall in the United States, foreign stocks as a category, have not kept up with U.S. stocks as a category. But there's a for the reason la- for you the have last, it. For the last 40 years. There's yeah. a reason that it's still a quarter of the strategy. Exactly, because there are times that things like a BMW or a Mercedes, were they still owned by Germans? They're not now. Mm-hmm. But were, were, you know, were they, you know, think of a foreign company, and there's a bunch of them that you ingest and do business with every day and don't think anything about it. Um, but their stock then is a considered a foreign stock. Mm-hmm. And so you're, there's times that they're going to prosper, sometimes on the back of the U.S. economy. That's true. But there's still that, that profit is from a foreign com- goes to a foreign company then. So uh, it's not a patriotic issue. It's a math thing. And, and so um, you just keep investing. You just keep investing, Rachel. And I got to tell you, if you're worried about a paid-for house in Missouri because – of the war in Israel, you need to turn television off. Yeah, that's true. You're watching it too much because that you, your reality is getting distorted um, as to what's, what the real effect is going to be on your life. Yeah, I, absolutely. No one is happy about Israel being attacked. Well, uh-huh. some people are happy, but I mean, n- none of the people around me or you know, people <laughs> best, like me yeah. are happy about it. We're all ha- in horror, horrified with what's going on. It's absolute evil. But... Um, but it, from a financial or economic perspective, a year from now, it'll be a distant memory mm-hmm. from a political perspective. 10 years from now, it'll be a history note in a book. That's all it'll be. Just a note. That's true. Like the 1967, 1972, same, same dates at Israel, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Just a note in the history book. Yeah. And so, but while you're living in it, it's a real thing. And so, but you can't get caught up in things that are happening somewhere else. Control the controllables. Yeah. It's tough. I think um, the way the world is, there's social media, there's 24-hour-a-day network news, right? And it's constantly feeding us the worst possible things happening in society. And if we don't put boundaries around that, we will destroy our brains. Like, we will will be in fear 24-7. It's a 24-7 news cycle, 24-7 fear cycle. It's fear porn. And, you know, not to say that the Israel thing is not real. Of course. uh, It's obviously real. It's obviously Mm -hmm. horrid. It's a tragedy. It's a disaster. Yeah. It's all of those things. But but is it going to affect Rachel in Missouri? No. 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 Other than pray for... I was going to say... Pray for peace in Jerusalem. Yep. Other than the way that we can show compassion. That's all you can do.
Hey, thank you. Thank you for your question, Rachel. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Um, by the way, there's lots of information on the stock market history that is very intriguing when you dig into it. Mm-hmm. One piece of information I saw in one of the brochures one time is if you had invested at the worst possible day in the stock market in the last five years, and you did that every five years, mm-hmm. you would have so much money. The worst possible day. Yeah. Because you were buying at the bottom. Yeah. Cheap. You know, and you say, okay, this is the horrible thing that happened. Now, right after 911, mm-hmm. if you had invested, right? Mm-hmm. If you had invested after, you know, Black Monday in 1987, mm-hmm. if you which the market just dove like 20% yeah. in one day. It was crazy. It's a weird day. If you'd invested on the worst possible days, if yeah. you'd invested at the highest possible days, how much money you'd have. And it's still a lot of money. Something. So the point of the chart or the illustration is keep investing, keep investing, keep investing. The only people that get hurt on a roller coaster are those that jump off in the middle of the ride. No matter what you want to do with your money, it starts with a budget. Stop overspending, save more, and create the life you really want with every dollar. Download in the App Store or go to everydollar.com to start for free.